Char Chat is a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit Teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Hello, everybody. It's Monday, November 13th, 2017. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Tanner. And you're listening to Chart Chat, your weekly guide to the past week of pop singles hitting the U.S. and U.K. charts. Tanner, what's up? Uh, Not too much. Just ready for Thanksgiving, ready for food, ready to keep on the the pumpkin (laughs) spice. I mean, I'm always ready for food, let's be real. But also, Mm. (laughs) you know, I'm, I'm all about Christmas and Thanksgiving and those those sorts of treats i know it's so exciting i recently read um something i think it, it must have been a meme because i am the meme queen it's probably a meme yes um that said november is so weird because you have 35 like deadlines and everything is it's dark all the time and everything is stressful and it made me laugh a lot and then i was like oh but it's, it's true <laughs> there, but there's still a lot to do <laughs> yeah. oh no yeah, but the highlight of my week, as always, is this podcast. So yeah. I think without further ado, I will run us through the new UK chart entries. At number 100, the very bottom spot, we have Plan B with Heartbeat. With number 98, we have Youngin featuring Mr. Easy with their song All Night. At number 69, we have Morrissey with his song Spent the Day in Bed. Number 63, Sam Smith's new single, Burning. We have at number 61, Notes with My Lover. Number 49, we have Migos, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B with Motorsport. At number 28, we have Clean Bandit featuring Julia Michaels with I Miss You. And at the top, number 16, we have Selena Gomez and Marshmallow's Wolves. Which we talked about last week, if I recall correctly. We did. Excellent. Or not excellent, as I recall. But (laughs) uh, over on the U.S. side of things, debuting at number 98, there's Devin Dawson with All On Me. At number 94, there's 21 Savage and Metro Boomin with My Choppa Hate. And then a word I'm not going to say. Debuting at number 74, there's 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin featuring Quavo with Rap Save Me. Debuting at number 71, it's Offset and Metro Boomin with Ric Flair Drip. At number 57, it's 21 Savage, Offset, and Metro Boomin, featuring Travis Scott with Ghostface Killers. And at number 14, it's the aforementioned Motorsport with Migos, Nicki Minaj, and Cardi B. So, Caitlin, what's on your mind? Morrissey. Okay, Morrissey's on As your always. mind. That's that's. I can think of better and worse things. <laughs> tell, me, tell me more. Of course. Why don't we take a listen first to his new single, Spent the Day in Bed. Because the news can try 
I think we should start recording like when we play these live clips in the studio because Tanner and I both just sang along to this yeah, song. Yeah, we kind of jammed out a little bit. And it was excellent. Pretty fun. Oh my gosh. Okay, well, let me talk to you a little bit about Morrissey in case um, we have forgotten who he is and why he is one of the UK's most important artists mm -hmm. ever. Okay, so Morrissey really, I guess, rose and started his musical career as lead singer of indie rock band The Smiths. And they were around in the early to mid-80s. And since then, Morrissey kind of had this solo career. He's done other things. And it's really important to note that he has made um, the top 10 of UK singles charts on 10 separate occasions, mm -hmm. which is really cool, 10 different songs. Um, he's really influential, obviously, like I said, for the indie scene and also the Britpop scene, which is a little bit more of my forte. <laughs> um, it's really interesting, I guess, to note that he's 58. If getting you, up there. Yeah, he's getting up there. And it's this song is so unlike anything we have in the charts at the moment in terms of, I think, instrumentation and vocals mm -hmm. like this i described this to my students today and they kind of looked at me sideways as like uncle rock like if if you're going to a family party and your uncle breaks out the guitar he's gonna sound like morrissey so not dad rock but uncle oh rock. no uncle okay. rock yeah yeah and i mean <laughs> sorry we need to take a minute uncle rock it's a new genre everyone um <sighs> it's fascinating to me how this song is really doing about as successful as Liam and Noel Gallagher's uh, new songs, which I think were in the charts maybe a month ago. Something like that. Yeah, and they're hovering around the mid-60s to mid-70s. And, I mean, this message, too, spent the day in bed. Morrissey's just, like, jamming <laughs> about how he, you know, other people are out doing more successful things, and I'm sleeping in bed. And... I can't think of a more excellent way to reach this, like, millennials right now mm -hmm. with all of the memes, meme queen alert, um, about, like, just staying in bed or, like, you miss your bed before you even leave it in the morning kind of memes. Sounds and, like, like this morning. Exactly. And then he comes in with this chorus of, like, and the news, stop watching it, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is fantastic <laughs> like, i i literally am falling in love with this song um my favorite part of the song is the introduction you have four bars of this these kind of bothered rolled chords synthesizer and they're not sustained i think it's meant to not be cushy mm -hmm. kind of for what's coming after and um then you kind of have the smiths in right you hear this jangly guitar like chord and almost immediately he robs you of any kind of association with the smiths because in comes this almost like radiohead okay computer uh, what's the word like he messes up this beautiful guitar chord with special effects and sound effects that sound like robots 
Um, oh, the sort of like almost kind of acid base yeah. thing in the back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the um, I mean, I say robots, but yeah, the bleep bloops, the bleep bloops. I love that. <laughs> it's beautiful. Um, overall, I really, really like the song. What about you? I actually we haven't talked about this. I don't think in person yet. Not a ton. I mean, there's a lot to say about Morrissey's political views, and lots of people have said those things and this is in the chorus once again Morrissey kind of sticking his nose into the fray in ways that will likely rankle some people but setting that aside I also am rather fond of this song Yay! which I can't really say for the other singles from his upcoming album that I've heard mm. but um, you know I think at least in this case there was a reason this was chosen as the lead single yeah like there's a video for it there aren't videos for the other ones yet so Mm. yeah it's a cool song yeah awesome all right let's move on uh to sam smith this is his uh new song called burning i've been smoking oh more than 20 a day blame it on rebellion don't blame it on me Wish I was younger Back to the 19th of May I had an open mind Swore to never change Funny how time goes by Have respect for myself That river and dry You reached the limit I wasn't enough It's like the fire Replaced all the love I've been burning Yes, I've been burning That was Sam Smith's Burning. This is a track off of his newly released album called The Thrill of It All. It dropped, I think, this week. Just a little background on the song. Sam Smith told BBC Radio that it's the most personal song he's ever written in his life. Dang. Yes. Um... I think you can tell from the style of the song. In the beginning, it's really just him singing a cappella. There is no nothing backing him up. Mm-hmm. Uh, the piano comes in. It's interesting. It's like in a major key, but it's so sad. We'll return to this idea later of musical affect, I promise. But <laughs> um, it's really just his style to a T. I love the piano. I love his mid-range throughout almost all of the song. Mm. And I'll be honest with you all, I was on edge the whole time listening to this. And I'm not even I'm not even upset about it. I was just I usually listen to these when they come out on Monday and I was on the bus and I was like I could feel my body tense up and I was like it's coming. It's coming. But you don't want it to and that's what makes it worse. Exactly. Yeah. Let me play you what I'm talking about. Yes, I've been burning Such a burden This flame on my chest And assurance To pay for the day Yes, everyone, we were talking about the backup vocals. We're here again. We're back. My problem, as always, is that this song doesn't require that. It's so intimate. Yep. And if it's the most personal song you've ever written, like, get those other people out of there. Please, Sam Smith. And something, though, that I did notice about the vocals when I was listening to them over and over again was that it sounds like 
his voice. It's him. Right. It's him. And I guess there's something to be said about that kind of intimacy and, you know, the personal element of this song. Mm-hmm. But maybe not as not as I would have written this song, let's sure. say. Too bad, so sad. But also, I'm just going to throw this question out there. Okay. You don't have to answer it if you don't want to, Tanner. But I wonder if his music would be totally boring without these backup vocals, if he uses them as a crutch, or whether he thinks they really enhance his music. You know, I'm I'm really thinking deeper about that Yeah, so for me, speaking personally, I would say no, because mm-hmm. the one Sam Smith song that I like, Writings on the Wall for Spectre, yes, I sincerely like that song, which I realize not a lot of people do. Mm. That's the only song of his that I've heard that does not draw on these sorts of backing vocals. So for me, no. Uh, I had a similar reaction when I was listening to Burning for the first time, where I was like, oh, are they coming? Are they, uh, or maybe, maybe they're not going to come. Maybe it's yeah. just going to like stay in this sort of intimate, you keep using that word aptly, maybe it's going to keep staying in that intimate space. And then the voices come in and they sound worse than on mm. past singles from this album and just completely throw off the scale. And I'm left kind of feeling silly that something like that is single-handedly ruining the song, but also being just like wanting to pull my hair out. Yeah. So I would say no. I think I think mm. he has a lot to offer and perhaps more to offer if he dropped the backing vocals. Excellent point. I think I agree because of how much I really love his mid-range. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. good. All right, moving right along. My last song of the week, we have My Lover. Girl, you're the baddest. No need to practice. Cause you're so different. You always winning. No girl can match this. They can never match you. Cause you fire like matchsticks. You keep up your image. Angel to sinners. But you the baddest. I can never be a fool to you, my lover. My lover. Never be a fool to you, my lover. Uh, my lover. Everything I do for you, my lover. My lover, I'll never be a fool to you, my lover, uh, my lover, yeah. my lover. So that was My Lover by Notes. He is a UK hip-hop rap artist. Amazing. He describes his own music as diverse, fresh, and dope. All three. All three. Full package. We got it. His main musical influences are also diverse fresh and dope in my opinion he cites tory lanes who's a fairly young canadian rapper i think he's like 22 or something ed sheeran who's obviously a british pop star and stormzy who is my man he is uh obviously a grime artist we've talked a little bit about him before on mm-hmm. this podcast his music also this is notes i'm talking about now has been described by fader as irresistible which I think is a very interesting choice of adjective. But I also think that's kind of exactly what his music is like. It sounds so eerily similar to a song that hit the charts, I think, earlier this year. And I'm going to play a little bit, see if you can identify which part is similar. So that was Jay Huss the last clip you just heard with his song, Did You See? If you listen to the intros side by side, you'll notice that in My Lover, 
the opening kind of chords here that we hear are played on guitar. And in Jay Huss's song, song I played second, we have a really nice keyboard synth sound, and they're playing really similar chord progressions here. Mm-hmm. And I think this might be where we can place Fader's adjective of irresistible. It's almost so bubbly, I can't, I can't listen away. Can't look away, listen away. I don't know. <laughs> and it just draws you into the song. And both Jay Huss and Notes, I would argue, have a really similar vocal delivery style. It's a little bit loose. It's auto-tuned. It's, you know, it's what it is. But you get this really tight foundation that you hear at the very beginning of these these chords. And I don't know. It's light and fresh. And I I just, I'm in love with it. So... I know that you had some interesting observations about this song, Tanner. Yeah, I don't know. For some reason, it's been a song that I've had a hard time kind of sussing out my own feelings about. On one hand, there's nothing about it that jumps out as me as jumps out at me as being like, "Oh man, this is really cool!" And mm-hmm. wow, look at this! Like it, like you were saying, it's very, it's a very simple song. It's not very flashy, mm-hmm. and yet I kind of kept coming back to it. Yeah. There's something weirdly hypnotic about it, particularly with how like all of the sonic edges of both the guitar and his voice have been kind of shaved off yeah so when he hits those really low notes in the chorus it's very just like kind of blocky in a way that yeah it's it's weirdly hypnotic Mm. and i still don't know if i like the song or not but maybe that's okay yeah fair enough and i think this is exactly what he wants people to feel about his music he wants you to keep coming back to it because it's diverse fresh and dope absolutely let me pass the ball that sounds good Okay, so the first song that I want to take a look at is All On Me, which is the debut single by Devin Dawson, who is a California country singer. Uh, But before playing any clips of that, I want to give a little bit of history, especially since he is a new sort of up-and-coming artist. So Devin Dawson, his original sort of claim to fame, so to speak, is his appearance in a Taylor Swift mashup, which was spearheaded by his friend Louisa Wendorf. Uh, This was a mashup of the songs Blank Space and Style, again, both by Taylor Swift, which sounds a little something like this. I got that James Dean daydream looking in my eye. You got that red red plastic hang that I like when we go crashing down. We come back every time, never out of style. Pick me up, no headlight. Long drive could end in burning flames on paradise. Okay, so this mashup blows up. It currently sits at about 34.6 million views. Um, yeah, it goes really big. Uh, Taylor Swift tweets her love of the song which at the time, Louisa Wendorf, the woman in that mashup, she had an EP out called Arrow, and the attention from Taylor Swift kind of helped propel that EP to a bit of a sales spike. Oof, nothing, nice. nothing massive, but, you know, still Oof. substantial. Then after that, uh, Wendorf's career kind of vanishes. Um, mm. In doing research, I had a kind of hard time finding a lot about her. Ghosted. Um, not entirely ghosted, but okay. still definitely kind of dormant in a weird sense. Mm. Um, but she has made some sort of a return recently. Earlier in the month, she returned with a song called Wire- Wildfire, which sounds like this. Oh. 
Caitlin, you had something to say about that. I do. I think she caught the Taylor Swift bug. Which might make sense. Yeah. <laughs> but how so? Okay. So we just heard that lovely mashup. Mm-hmm. It was so, so country. So, you know, acoustic, intimate, what I think of country, you mm-hmm. know. And then this is like electronic. We got, you know, mm. not as, I guess, country association with the vocals. Sure. And that to me is the symptoms of the taylor swift bug Mm. from country to pop Mm -hmm. and maybe that's what she's doing she's like in the lab undergoing this transformation like in a frankenstein way dang yeah that sounds sinister Mm. but on the other hand (laughs) so after that uh you know wendorf had made other mashups Mm. that did not include devon dawson in them but the visibility created by this blank space style mashup basically facilitated Devin Dawson to have his own career. He gets a recording contract from Atlantic. He moves to Nashville, um, starts workshopping a bunch of songs, and this is the one that gets picked for his debut release. And now, after all this build-up, let's actually listen to All On Me. I know that the woes and the weight of the world can get inside our minds and be too much sometimes. I know. But baby, don't let the nose and the ups and the downs from the roller coaster ride beat you up inside. Baby, don't. But if you ever feel that way, don't you ever hesitate. You got my number, you can call on me If you in trouble, put the fall on me When you're mad, you can take it out on me When it don't add up, you can count on me When you're low, come get high on me Make it slow, take your time on me Settle in, let it out, come and lay on me When it gets heavy, put the weight on me Baby, put it all Okay, and it's also worth uh, noting that this is currently number 21 on the Country Songs chart and still climbing. Um, it's been on there for, I think, over 20 weeks at this point. So it's kind of had a slow climb, but mm. definitely building some sort of momentum, which, of course, uh, is now making itself known in a Hot 100 appearance. Um, as for the song itself, I don't really have a ton to say about it. It's simple. It's straightforward. It has a sort of sunny vibe to it that kind of reminds me of that Blake Shelton I'll name the dogs yeah. a little bit mm-hmm. I don't like this as much as I did like uh I'll name the dogs but it's nice it's, yeah. it's pleasant I don't know if you have anything good vibes good, good vibes. vibes good vibes are important oh yeah 
now for a tonal 180 let's talk about <laughs> tanner just got a huge grin on yeah, his face <laughs> let's talk about bad vibes let's talk about without warning so without warning it's an album released on halloween which will yeah it's very appropriate it's an album released by 21 savage offset and metro boomin first two names in that list are well-known mcs highly successful and the third metro boomin is a producer who's also highly successful but of course maybe not as well known as a name um so just a quick sort of background on him he is a 24 year old producer who's making me question all my life choices because of not not only how successful he is but how good he is at producing i could write a novel about how much i love the production on this album so i will try to be succinct um it's also impressive that he started producing in high school um and is now at the point where he has worked both with old guard hip-hop stars like Lil Wayne, Drake, um, but also sort of the new crop of stars like Future, Gucci, and, of course, 21 Savage and Offset. Um, So, again, this was released on Halloween, and like I mentioned, it sounds like it. You've got lots of eerie synths, samples of gunshots, chainsaws, and screams, (laughs) which on one hand feels like a related but slightly divergent sort of instance of, uh, you know, we've talked a lot about these sort of more depressing dark gloomy Mm. side of hip-hop that has been uh so popular recently this feels of a piece with that even if it's in a different direction than say post malone Mm. um but also i'm struck by the fact that the commercial success of something like this feels very much indebted to the huge success of the weekends the hills yes from back in 2015 which was another song that was very sort of dark and and ominous and sampled from the horror film the hills have eyes yeah so i'm I'm doing a bad job of of being succinct it's probably very clear that i I think this album is absolutely superb um and it's an interesting comparison with last week's super slimy Hmm. the joint mixtape with future and young thug which was pretty underwhelming in my opinion at least and this being an example of a collaboration that the two MCs and the producer are all just firing on all cylinders and complimenting each other really, really well. And so for an example of that, let's listen to a bit of Rap Saved Me. And I'm Dylan, Smith and West, and it's Dylan, brand new Rara, I'm finna paint it, she took a, and she fainted, I'm front of gutter, ain't no changing, nah. Front of gutter, gutter. rap save me. Rap. She drive me crazy. Drive me crazy. Have my baby. Have my baby. Need my cash. Need my racks. You pay me. You pay me. All set. Uh, where's the money? Where? Where's the where's the paper? Where? Ooh, there go the acres. Ooh, they bite in my drill like a saber. Yeah, yeah. Who is my neighbor? I live on the island of sacred. Yeah, life is the matrix. Be rich or be broke or be basic. Yo, I'm steady. Yo, all my shooters on. So, okay, so <laughs> to talk about the MCs first, you have 21 Savage and you have Offset, and they're kind of at opposite ends of the spectrum. Okay. 21 Savage is being 21 Savage, uh, sort of dead-eyed flow, very little emotion, you know, which in some sense fits with the horror theme. Mm. And then on the other side, you have Offset being more energetic than 
his appearances on a lot of other singles that I've heard. Hmm. Very, I don't want to say very involved, but like there, there's a clear amount of energy there that yeah. at least for me hasn't always been apparent in some of his other verses. And those two just pair together so well. So like if, you know, you get a little bored or start feeling that Savage is being a little monotonous, Offset comes in with a little more energy and a little more pep. And mm. then if that starts to get overwhelming, you have Savage come back in who is, again, bringing it back to sort of a flat line. Yeah. And all of that is on top of this beat that I am so obsessed with. When Offset comes in, you've got that twangy guitar sample that pans across the channels. Mm. And he interacts with those rhythms in a really interesting way. He His verse starts kind of mimicking those rhythms, and then he kind of uses that as a jumping-off point. And then halfway through his verse, there's that, like, rising synth line that comes in in the back. Yes. And it's so spooky. Like, I'm, ima- like I'm in, in my mind, I'm imagining, like, trees with the leaves changing, and it's fall. Oh, God. And it's now fall, and Hawkins, you're describing Stranger Things. Uh, <laughs> And now I'm like two steps away from wanting pumpkin pie, which brings us back to the intro <laughs> and food. But that's neither here nor there. I do want to play another song from this album that I like even more, if that's possible. It's called Ric Flair Drip. So this isn't an exaggeration. When we were playing that clip, when Offset's uh, verse kicks in, I accidentally knocked down the uh, the level on my mic mm-hmm. in, a, in a fit of passion. He um, rolled away in his I, chair. Yeah, I rolled away in my chair because of how good it was. I couldn't stand to be so close to such such brilliance. Okay, so trying trying to calm down a little bit. I've listened to the song probably at least 10 times in the past 24 hours. Um, mm-hmm. I think... So there's no, there's actually no Savage on this one. Mm. But both of the MCs get uh, a small number of solo tracks on the mixtape, similar to Super Slimy. You know, nothing unheard of there. Mm. This is one of the ones where it's just Offset, uh, of course, with Metro Boomin on production. And my goodness, <sighs> the offbeat hi-hats that come in partway through the verse, the sort of just like thick bass that comes in later more of those eerie sort of synth loops and then offset just once he starts going into double time with that verse just uh, I, I could just sigh into the microphone and look longingly into space because now I just kind of want to go back and listen to it yeah. but I will curtail it there so we can move on to my last example which is motorsport and before playing clips we've got a lot of rappers here we do and you and I were talking earlier, and it sounds like we are down to a top two. Mm-hmm. Perhaps not surprisingly, none of them are Migos. 
<laughs> which means that we are in agreement that the two best on this are Nicki Minaj and Cardi B. And that's where our agreement ends. Correct. So, in an effort to mediate this dispute and also throw the decision over to you, dear listener, we are going to play both of their verses, starting with the one that comes first, which is our good friend and recent pop star of Bodak Yellow fame, Cardi B. Like a BMX, no, no, wanna be my ex. I love when he go on tour, cause he comes small when I see him less. I get upset, off, I turn offset on. I told him the other day, man, we should sell that porn. Yeah, Cardi B, I'm back. I wanna hear I'm acting different. Same lips that be talking about me is the same lips that be kissing. Saying what they say they are, and they think they catfish. Same. There was sending shots, they reaching out like they back it. Why would I hop in some beef? When I could just hop in the Porsche. You heard she? Gonna do what from who? That's not a reliable source. So tell me, have you seen her? Let me wrap my weave up. I'm the trap Selena. Damn it, my gasolina. Okay, so Caitlin, would you like to talk a little bit about why you think that is the best verse on motorsport? I would. Okay. First of all, I just want to say I love the offset reference. <laughs> I think that alone should let Cardi B win this throwdown. Okay. I'll be honest, when I was listening to this for the first time, I wasn't, I just had kind of the playlist going and I didn't see who was on this song. And I thought this was Nikki the mm. whole time. Interesting. And that to me, I think, proves that Cardi B is one, has a really good model, Nicki Minaj. She's, I don't remember a time in my life that Nicki Minaj was not in it. So there you go. And, her flow, I think you used this word to describe one of the rappers um, in the previous mixtape we were talking about, but like Dead Eye. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. it's a mix of that Cardi B cheekiness, I guess, and the cleverness of her lyrics, I think, compared to Nicki Minaj, especially like the last line of her rap, which you will soon have to defend. And I like. <laughs> I'll go on record as saying I like that. There you go. Um, I think is a little more clever. And that's about it. I mean, yeah. I am surprised how much Cardi B is growing on me. And I think this song was a really good example of how she's maybe making more of a name for herself. And also how much like Nicki Minaj she sounds like. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I was going to say, if I recall correctly, you, you don't care much for Bodak Yellow, right? Not particularly. Not yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting seeing that sort of she's growing on you yeah yeah which is good it is good it is good you know what's also good Nicki minaj's verse <laughs> yeah watch your man then you should watch your mouth depressed and minister mouth to mouth you see them stats you know what i am about i am the champ i'm i am mike and about attention i'm gonna need you to face front don't want smoke with me. This is a lace. Raps Jackie Chan. We ain't pulling them fake stunts. My crown won't fit on your bum ass lace fronts. You was catching the fade. Shout out my the bullsy. All of your friends will be dead. You could get hit with that Uzi. I call him Ricky. He say he love me like Lucy. Get you a straw. You know this is juicy. This Givenchy is custom made. Now you can't get it at Saks, though. I don't work in the office, but they copy in and that's facts, though. I ain't trying to be violent, but if Nikki on it, it slaps. Ho. Get you lined for that paper like a loose leaf when that strap blow. I'm with a couple bad bitches that'll rip the party. If Quavo to QB, I'm Nick Lombardi. Pull up in a space coupe, I'm a link with Marty. I can actually afford to get a pink Bugatti. Hey, yo, Nick, damn, you just do a hit with Gotti. That too, but my is send hits like Gotti. It's a rap like them things on the head of a Saudi. <laughs> my son. 
son going to sit on a potty. Okay, so there's a lot to take in there. Obviously, uh, it's a longer verse than Cardi's, hmm. um, which, you know, I, d I don't think that's more. I, I don't think that's because, you know, oh, she's going to do better. I think it's, you know, right. Nicki Respect Minaj is more. Exactly. That's a good, that, no, that's a really good way to put it. Mm. You know, she's, she's the biggest and most established name uh in a long-term sense of the three so that kind of makes sense hmm. as for why i think it's the best verse i think her rhythmic variety is really impressive hmm. she starts off with the sort of dotted rhythms and then she switches and then she switches at one point she does the triplets that are that are so in vogue now hmm. you and i are both in agreement that the very end where she kind of tries to speed up her meter gets a little sloppy yeah when the beat drops out um i don't know if the beat drops out I don't know if this is just speculation, but part of me wonders if the beat drops out because if the beat was still in there, that would kind of highlight the fact that it's a little shaky. Ah. But also, you know, you, you, you drop out the beat to try to emphasize the most uh, impactful moments. And if you're going to try to speed up your meter like that, presumably that would be the most impactful. But I think it's a little sloppy here. Yeah. Um, as for the final line mm. of being her son and going and sitting on the potty, I think it's hilarious, <laughs> especially because she ends it with a tongue roll. That leads back into the verse. Uh, I, I can't roll my tongue, but she does a little like. <sighs> that, oh. that, that's my attempt at a tongue roll, but it's. Uh, uh, I mean, part of it's also just it reminds me of her tongue rolling on Anaconda. Mm. Another track where she does that little tongue yeah. rolling thing. Close to your heart. Yeah. I, I unironically <laughs> like that song, too. Um, but yeah, that's Motorsport. It's a cool song. Even Migos's uh, verses are a little better than usual. Mm. Of course, Offset's the best, but you know, yeah. that's digressing a little bit. But let's digress on over to Caitlin's time to <gasps> wax effusive with the pick of the week. Back to me. <laughs> All right. I was at the beginning of the week. I was very nervous that this song would not show up in either chart. Mm. And seeing as Clean Bandit is a UK group, just a trio, I, it makes sense that it's in this chart for me. Yep. And this is easily my favorite song of the week and possibly my favorite song in the history of this podcast. Dang. I'm just, I'll let that sink in for oh, yeah. two seconds. I mean, it's been a really good week. Like, I've got my Ric Flair drip over here. You've got I Miss You. Like, it's I know, it's a and good we, week. we went back and forth, honestly, with picking this. We and I, d I needed to talk about Julia Michaels because... If not, my outlet is my classroom, and I can't subject these kids to this anymore. Um, <laughs> so let me tell you a little bit about Clean Bandit, what they've been doing to pop music. So they're known for incorporating really cool live string and keyboard piano effects into pop and dance music. This is, I think, really important in, I guess the kinds of charts we're in right now or this podcast is trying to address because you don't really hear very many, I guess, swelling string moments in dance music anymore. And they're trying to bring that back. And I have a couple examples for you, a couple of throwbacks that Clean Bandit did with uh, UK singer Jess Glynn, with another singer, Luan Luana, Louisa Johnson. I'm losing it. I'm getting too excited. And also one featuring Zara Larson. So I'm just going to play um, a few of these clips and give you a sense of what Clean Bandit is about before I play you Pick of the Week. We're a thousand miles from comfort 
We have traveled land and sea. All right, so that was Jess Glenn singing Queen Bandit with their song, Rather Be. That was huge. Was it last year? Oof, love it. Okay, next up, we have Tears with Louisa Johnson. And last but not least, if you can handle one more, Zara Larson, Queen Bandit with Symphony. This is the most recent. So in all of those short clips that I chose, the really prominent instruments, I guess for me, are these strings. They're everywhere. Mm -hmm. And also... This really tinkly piano sound, which is pretty and I like it. Let's compare the, if I may ask you to do this, the feeling of these songs with the one that I'm about to play, which is our pick of the week, I Miss You. Lyrics by Julia Michaels, as well as Jack Patterson and Grace Chatto, who I've never heard of before. Let's just see what this collaboration does. So I will admit, as the song goes on, I'm not as struck in a good way. Um, but what I do want to talk about are a couple different things. I'm going to throw it back many years to my Music History 1 class. And I'm going to talk about Christian Schubart's mm -hmm. ideas for an aesthetics of the art of sound. And I hate myself for saying that. Yeah. But whatever. So the key of this song, E-flat major, great. What Schubert did in the very early 19th century was write down all of the keys, all key signatures, and give them a description, musical affect. So for E-flat major, he gave love, devotion, intimacy, openness, honest communication. I read these lyrics and how they unfold throughout the entire song, I was telling Tanner earlier, as text messages. Mm -hmm. I feel like Julia Michaels may have gone back, and she hints at this, um, in the song, uh, later in the second verse, when she says, saved all of the texts, all from my ex over the years. And if you just read on Genius Lyrics or whatever, they read so much just like really sad text messages. Great. Okay. 
So I'd also like to call our attention to another key that's highlighted in this first verse, the opening verse that I played for you, which is C minor. So C minor for Schubert was a declaration of love and at the same time, the lament of unhappy love, all languishing, longing, sighing of the lovesick soul lies in this key, right? So what I find really striking about this is that Clean Bandit is nowhere in this song other than the piano. They have a pianist in their band. But you have Julia Michaels accompanied by a piano. That's great. Julia Michaels' voice is literally heart-wrenching. I don't know how she does some of the things she does with her voice, like how she descends in the middle of her phrases. Mm-hmm. Um, it just, every time I listen to it, I... Ugh. It's cool. Oh, it's so cool. And I just... Last night, I transcribed the melody for this song, And I was struck by the fact that even though the chord changes underneath in the beginning are basically just starting out in C minor, moving to E flat major, A flat major, super basic, right? Like six, one, four. Great. But her entire melody in this verse uses only the notes from C minor pentatonic scale. And this is the only point in the song where she is just using those notes no others and even in the second verse that mirrors this verse in the beginning she ends up when she's starting to talk about these texts don't have the text offer my ex and she starts ascending she's using kind of an e major try or e flat major triad there rather so it gives the song a little bit of a different affect right and i just thought it was fascinating how her vocals control the feeling of this intro verse like you would think that it's all sad, that it is minor, that the song's in a minor key from the beginning. But in fact, it's not. It's like almost like a trick. Like, oh, I think that's so cool. And I guess that's really all I have to say. I just thought like this emotional affect and every time I listen to it, sometimes I only listen to the first verse and chorus. And that's fine Mm -hmm. for me. I just Mm -hmm. think it's it's just like a glittering example of how Julia Michaels is now coming into her own in the music industry and not just writing songs for people like Katy Perry anymore and hiding behind, I guess, these stars. She's her own star now. And, oh, nothing like it. Nothing like it, Tanner. I mean, I I feel like sort of paradoxically the song could use more Julia Michaels. Mm. So I, I'm on, on one hand, I'm reminded of what you said earlier about how you're a little less enamored with the song as it reaches kind of the end which I totally agree with and I think that's because that is the song that is the part of the song that relies the most on the the beat. Mm-hmm. And on the Clean beat, Bandit. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. The, and the beat is is totally good. But I think as a melodic device that sort of manipulated vocal bit mm-hmm. that sort of twirls around up in the high notes, I don't think that cuts it as mm. a sort of point of interest. Yeah. So, if you're listening to the beginning of the song, you know, you've got the verse, you've got the pre-chorus, where, as you were mentioning, like the way she kind of like half swallows some of her syllables oh, is so it. cool. Yeah. It's it's really impressive. Mm. And then right before the the chorus kicks in, you've got some vocoder. Mm. Vocoders are great. There's the almost kind of like quasi drum line sort of snare snap yeah. into the the chorus. Mm-hmm. And then when the chorus hits, like it's okay, like it's it's not bad. It's right. totally decent, and it works as sort of a a palate cleanser from the verse. Exactly. And then the v- and then the second verse comes back after that first chorus and it's like okay good, but then in sort of the back half of the song 
it keeps relying on the more instrumental parts and that's where yes. i kind of start to lose a little bit yeah of you'll notice that you don't get that acoustic piano in the second verse yeah right it, it, you get the synth mm-hmm. and it just needs more Julia Michaels. Yeah. I love palate cleanser, that yep. word you use, because compared to the previous three songs I played and another song that Clean Bandit did that was kind of like a single mom anthem called Rockabye. You may have re- remembered this one. <laughs> this song kind of acts as a palate cleanser mm. to me. Mm. Yeah, they're still using the same kind of vocalists, like mm-hmm. young women vocalists, mm-hmm. but fine whatever but this song is so toned down and so so much more moody than their other output yeah that's a good way to put it yeah and that's a good note to end it on thanks so much for listening to chart chat everyone it's your weekly backlog of texts from your ex if you'd like to listen to all this past week's chart debuts you can find youtube and spotify playlists in the show notes and if you have any questions feedback or corrections you can get in touch with us via email at chartchatcast at gmail.com in addition to that if you're interested in following us on social media you can find us on Twitter at Chart Chat and Instagram, also at Chart Chat. Chart Chat's intro theme was written by Peter Kelly, and our cover art was made by Billy Phillips, both from Coronation Media. Coronation Media is a creative studio specializing in video production, animation, and graphic design. To learn what they can do for your company or organization, visit www.coronationmedia.com. Chart Chat is also a member of the Teej.fm network from WTJU. To learn more, visit teej.fm. That's T-E-E-J dot F-M. Thanks again for listening to Chart Chat. I'm Tanner Green. And I'm Caitlin Flay. And we'll catch you next week. So I hardly ever talk them. Got them saved in my mind from the bedroom. So that way I can't forget your skin. So I saved all the texts. I love the best over the years. Just to remind myself of how good it is. I'm scared you with somebody else So I guess that it's gone And I just keep finding myself Stop watching the news Because the news contrives to frighten you Make you feel sad and alone Small and alone And alone